Welcome back to Witch Church. It's your host, Mal. I'm a professional astrologer, tarot reader and teacher, and intuitive healer. And you're about to listen to the recording of Witch Church Live, a sermon that I give to my Instagram community every week. Feel free to catch the live show every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Central on IG Live or listen to the recording right here on the podcast. This is a non-denominational weekly service for witches, astrology nerds, and anyone else who feels like they are being called to walk the spiritual path. At Witch Church Live, we talk all about the weekly astrological and tarot forecast and really anything else that is channeled through me about the week ahead. Oh, and you'll probably hear about my random life updates and some rambly life stories mixed in as well. I hope that's okay. If this podcast brings some kind of value or joy to your life, be sure to leave me a five-star rating or review on Apple Podcasts. And feel free to send this podcast to a friend if you feel like they could benefit from listening. If you feel called, you can also support the production of this podcast and my other creations on Patreon for as little as $5 a month and get access to my secret YouTube channel with a bunch of extra astrology and tarot content. And if you would like me to hold space for you on your spiritual path, you can book an astrology session, tarot reading, or distance Reiki healing on my site, malloryhasty.com. I would be honored to be your guide in some way. All of the links to my site and my social media are in the show notes. Have a magical week, my friends, and thank you so much for listening. I'm wondering if we are surviving Mercury and Venus retrograde because um, we are kind of reuniting at an interesting time. And we're reuniting before a really interesting week in the sky. And in about a week, Venus will station direct. And on February 3rd, Mercury will station direct. Because right now we have two personal planets in retrograde. Um, this strikes me as a really important week. Because while some of us may be like over it, like comment below if you're over it. <laughs> comment below your Mercury Venus retrograde stories. But I do think that like this last week of Venus retrograde and basically Mercury retrograde as well. I think it's really important in like the last moment of a retrograde period to really tap in and not waste the energy because this energy could be really powerful. Casey, you said very much over it. <laughs> okay, here's, you know what? I have to say, I, I validate that. I validate being over um, <laughs> Mercury and Venus retrograde. By the way, what even is Venus retrograde? What even is Mercury retrograde? There are terms that we throw around so casually, yet I think sometimes we lose the meaning of what these planets actually mean, right? So if we can kind of just take a moment and reflect a little bit on how Venus retrograde has perhaps affected us in the past 30 days or so, who is Venus? Well, Venus is the planet of love. Venus is the planet of harmony. Venus is the planet of relationships. Venus is the planet of how we relate to other people and also has to do with a lot of things like self-worth and our money stories, our possessions, etc., etc. So I've been witnessing, I, I think, some really powerful moments with my clients and in my friends' lives too when it comes to sort of this Venus retrograde vibe has really been like, I must 
redeclare my self-worth or I must declare once again my sort of power over the situation. And I think it makes sense because this Venus retrograde and this Mercury retrograde technically have been so close to Pluto. And who is Pluto? Pluto is the planet of power. Pluto is the planet of grief, of purging. So it's really interesting to think about how um, how much how much of ourselves could potentially be regained, how much of our power could potentially be regained as Mercury and Venus kind of hang out in retrograde for one more week. I think we should take it seriously instead of, I know there's a part of me too that's like, I just want it to be over or whatever, but especially Mercury retrograde. To be honest, I've kind of enjoyed Venus retrograde. But there's just like this moment where it's like really easy to waste this week ahead because we're like, all right, get me out of here. I'm over it. I'm over Mercury retrograde. I'm over Venus retrograde. Gonna station direct on the 29th and the 3rd. But I think it's a really powerful week. Okay, so um, for anybody who's come in, hi, welcome back. (laughs) Um, Welcome to our Witch Church reunion. Um, my Venus retrograde appearance change has been my pink hair. And I also brought, um, (laughs) I also brought this Squishmallow. Uh, their name is Renesme. If you know, you know. (laughs) Renesme is providing comfort in this last week of the retrograde periods. So... (laughs) That is what I'm holding here. Um, I feel like, I have to say, so I'm a Cancer rising. So Cancer risings have had Venus retrograde in their seventh house. And the seventh house has been the house of the other. Um, So Venus retrograde for me has really been, yes, about my own life. I'm not going to disregard the lessons that Venus retrograde has had for me. But at the same time, Venus retrograde in the seventh house, it's been such a powerful time to see my clients, to see my friends, to see the people that are important to me, really working through some really powerful things. Um, Renesme, yes, we're a fan. (laughs) Guys, if you need support, don't sit on it. Like, go get a Squishmallow. I think the Squishmallow game, you need it. It just, it provides a lot of emotional support. Um, And Nick, you said Venus retrograde has wrecked me. That might make a little sense because you're, you're a Libra. So part of your, a big part of your chart is ruled by Venus. Um, Here are some themes. Venus retrograde, we already talked about Venus being the planet of love, beauty, appearance, our relationship to our material possessions. But what are some things that could have come up during this period? Um, You know, we could have had an identity crisis (laughs) Um, because Venus is very much about how kind of we express ourselves, how we express our beauty to the world in a lot of ways. So I wouldn't be surprised if some people have been kind of questioning how they are expressing themselves, maybe even their relationship to gender, um, because Venus and Mars are both planets that have to do with our relationship to our gender expression. So we could definitely have some of those themes popping up. Um, Of course, the obvious theme would be relationships. It's not to say that this Venus retrograde period necessarily means that we broke up with our significant other or we got in like a massive fight in our with our significant other um but that could have happened for like a few people but what was really important i think 
was figuring out like what needed to be brought to the surface in the realm of relationships, right? So it's not to say we're necessarily breaking up, parting ways, although that could happen during a Venus retrograde period. We're more assessing like what needs to be purged in order for us to move forward, what needs to be addressed in order for us to move forward. Um, I even heard my friend uh, yesterday, she was talking about how um, her and her partner used to be long distance. And even though it kind of sucked when they were long distance, um, it was there was like some inherent sense of excitement. If you've ever been in a long distance relationship, it's like, it's a very romantic thing. Like it sucks to be away from the person you love, but at the same time, it kind of is like exciting when you get to reunite with them. Right. And there's this kind of like built in romantic aspect to a long distance relationship. And get this recently in the past year, her and her partner have moved to the same place. So this Venus retrograde period has actually been about addressing like how like their romantic life and their sense of like, ooh, we're planning a date and we're planning like some quality time together. You know, now that they're in the same city, it becomes kind of harder in a weird way. Um, so again, it's an example. It's not to say these two people aren't good for each other. It's not to say that these two people need to break up. It's more about assessing like how the relationship has changed and how both people have kind of evolved and how the relationship needs to evolve, right? So really pay attention to that kind of stuff. And my friends, in this last week of Venus retrograde, it's a really good time to address anything that is still kind of marinating in the background, right? Um, and um, Emmy, you said, um, I've had Venus retrograde in the first, and I feel like removing my whole closet and starting fresh with an electric bold wardrobe. Oh my God. It is so funny because... Um, I'm at my Capricorn Rising friend's house right now, and they also did a very similar thing. Like, they went back to their childhood home, cleaned out all of their clothes and shit, so, like, the Cap Risings especially might be, like, taking, like, bags of clothes to Goodwill and, like, cleaning out the closet and la-di-da-di-da, because it's like you're reassessing how you are bringing yourself to the world, right? Um... Squishmallow is the new pillow pet. <laughs> and Quinn, you said, definitely working through some body image, personal appearance, stigma stuff. Oh, God. Me too. Um, me too, Quinn. Um, I think part of this Venus retrograde for me has been kind of, um, in a way, like changing my relationship to the inevitable... Um, <laughs> you know, like the holiday, the holiday five pounds, the holiday 10 pounds. <laughs> I've had to change my relationship to that. So you kind of made me think of, uh, you've made me think of that, how that's kind of come into my life with Venus retrograde. And uh, Jeanette, you said this Venus retrograde stationing direct on my Neptune has been showing up in the latter part about being boundaries in relationships of all kinds. Totally. Raise your hand if boundaries have been something that have come up during this Venus retrograde, right? Um, if you've had like an ex lover like texting you or whatever, or maybe a family member is like emotionally dumping on you, or uh, maybe a friend you know is going through a lot of relationship problems and kind of needing you to be a support. Yet, we can see how during a Venus retrograde period, it's really easy to, like, let people kind of overstep their boundaries with you, right? And it's a really good time to check in with yourself when it comes to what you are allowing in your space, right? Um, I think it's one thing to, like, <laughs> I'm calling. I'm calling some people out. I'm calling myself out in some ways. But it's one thing to, like, 
complain like a few times about like oh god like my mom keeps whatever emotionally dumping on me or like this friend like won't stop talking about this right but at some point during the venus retrograde period we have to recognize that you know some things are about what we allow into our space right because venus is about how we value ourselves right so that could also be coming up like that realization of like oh this person's annoying or this person's emotionally dumping on me or this person is crossing my boundaries um and but part of the problem is that person the external factor but then I have to also take responsibility for what I allow in my sp- in my space, right? So that could be kind of a hard uh, lesson for Venus retrograde, right? And Noel, you said definitely purging through this time. Family issues have been arising as well. Totally, totally. Um, and uh, Jeanette, you said boundaries are very Venus Saturn or Venus and Capricorn. Um, <laughs> Jessica, you said you are, you're having boundary issues. Um, and family, Jeanette, you said family teaches us what is acceptable to allow in our lives. That's very, very true. Um, and you know what? It's so interesting that you say that, Jeanette, because I think Venus can be a, a signification of like the family dynamics that sometimes we grow up in just because Venus is like how we function as a group at times and how we stay in harmony with each other. But sometimes our family systems show that there's a lot of different toxic ways to pursue harmony, right? Like for instance, walking on eggshells, right? A very simple example of like, how like that can be an unhealthy way to create harmony right so i think this venus retrograde period could very much be bringing up like those family dynamics those inherited um those inherited patterns that we sometimes think are normal but then we like (laughs) but then we really sit on it and we're like is this normal or is this just what is familiar to me that that is a very venus retrograde thing right um savannah you said my papa is pressuring me to marry my partner and it's not even part of our conversation (laughs) you know what projections unsolicited advice are projections remember that yeah so if ever if anybody ever gives anybody unsolicited advice about anything it's a projection of their own their own whatever so you know don't 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 feel like you have to take on people's unsolicited advice right as i give unsolicited advice um lauren you said no more swiss cheese boundaries and kat you said realizations of self-worth and putting yourself first not allowing that toxicity anymore absolutely absolutely and um Emmy, you said the pressure to marry is present for me too. That is interesting, guys. That's really interesting. Um, and Alex, you said I have been teaching my mom about emotional regulation. <laughs> oh wow! Do you have a card? I could. <laughs> I have a couple people. If you want to teach some of my family members <laughs> about emotional regulation, um, and um. Anthro Witch, uh, you said, I keep getting overwhelmed at work and my boss straight up told me it's a personal problem and I need to take more authority over my schedule and tell clients no sometimes. Harsh but needed. Totally, totally, Kaylin. Um, I could see like some harshness being dealt to us at times during this Venus retrograde cycle just because it is a Venus retrograde cycle that is conjunct Pluto. So sometimes that is like the thing that we didn't want to hear, you know, the thing that was delivered to us and probably not the best way, but yet there's like some, 
thread of truth within it. You know, like that can be a Venus Pluto thing. And Jessica, you said, I have found people pushing my boundaries and projecting crazy, projecting like crazy, yet I have been able to keep my boundaries strong in this retrograde period. That's really good. Um, and Natasha, you said, Sag rising here. Um, this retrograde is in my second house. So many themes of self-worth and trusting myself. Yes. Being constant uphill battle for years, but the boundary themes really resonate too. Agreed. Natasha, I think that self-trust has been oh, like such a big thing with this Venus retrograde period. Like, I think it's been really reflected to me in my own personal life. Like how much like I question myself and how much I need to work on trusting myself more, you know? Um, and it's really, really hard lesson for me. Um, now what's interesting guys. All right. So we got to We really got to tap into our Capricorn house this week, especially because, um, we have Venus retrograde in Capricorn, right? Um, tomorrow on Monday, the 24th of January, Mars is going to move into Capricorn. On Tuesday evening, the 25th, Mercury is going to back in to Capricorn, right? Because Mercury is retrograde. On Friday, the 28th, Mercury is going to conjunct Pluto in Capricorn. <laughs> and then on Saturday, the 29th, the moon is going to move in cap move into capricorn as venus stations direct in capricorn okay that's that's a lot that's it's a very capricornian week we have ahead of us right and just a quick reminder i'll go through for your rising sign which house is capricorn so you can kind of you really you're really needing to tune into this part of your chart this week especially especially so Capricorn rising, first house, right? First house of the self, identity, physical appearance, right? Aqu Aquarius rising, you've got the 12th house and your 12th house Capricorn. So we've got like the subconscious, dreams, um, fears, isolation, retreat, spiritual studies, okay? Pisces rising, we've got your 11th house in Capricorn. So we've got friends, groups, and networks, uh, Aries rising, we've got the 10th house in Capricorn, so that's career, public image, um, reputation, Taurus rising, we've got the 9th house in Capricorn, so that's education, um, belief system, uh, long distance, travel, foreign relationships, spiritual studies. Uh, Gemini rising, we've got your eighth house in Capricorn, right? So that's shared resources, partners, money, taxes, loans, insurance, um, death, inheritance. It, it can be more of a metaphorical, emotional purging as well. So Cancer rising, we've got the seventh house in Capricorn. So that's your relationships, uh, the people that you know, you are in romantic relationships with, but also business partners and just close people in your life, right? Leo rising, your sixth house in Capricorn. So that is your kind of daily schedule, how you manage your time, but also mind, body, and spirit health and how that kind of contributes to how you are spending your time. Okay. Virgo rising, we've got the fifth house in Capricorn. So that's romance, pleasure, joy um children right libra libra rising fourth house in capricorn that's family that's ancestral um stories that's your relationship with your parents uh your home real estate scorpio rising the third house is capricorn so that's your siblings um that's kind of like your local environment uh, but also your mind and your communication style and the narratives that you carry with you from day to day. 
And then finally, Sagittarius rising, Capricorn is your second house. So that's money, finances, self-worth, um, and maybe stories that you have about your own capabilities or um, your relationship to your own talents, okay? So um, that little quick snippet should give you maybe a little bit of an idea of what area of life is going to be really important this week since we have so much in Capricorn this week. Personally, I love Mars in Capricorn. Um, Mars in Capricorn is probably one of my favorite transits. And, you know, why is that? Well, my astrology students here might know that Mars, planet of action, um, planet of pursuing our goals, uh, you know, when Mars is in Capricorn, Mars is really happy there. You know, Mars is exalted in Capricorn. And why is that? Well, Mars wants to get things done. Mars wants to move forward. Mars wants to, like, confront things. And we can see how the sign of Capricorn really supports that mission, right? Um, Because Capricorn is sometimes about, like, reorganizing our lives for the good of you know achieving the next step if that makes sense um and morgan you said what is the pisces house um if you're a pisces rising morgan uh capricorn is your 11th house of friends groups and networks um and um alana you said i don't like confrontation but i'm ready for things to push forward I'm glad you said that because uh, we have the emperor with us this week. Isn't that kind of weird? Like, I was like, why is the emperor coming to me so strongly? You know, because like on, um, on one level, it's like Venus is still in retrograde. Mercury is still in retrograde. Um, why? why would we need the emperor, right? Like, it's not a time to move forward. <laughs> it's not a time to start something new, right? But, you know, I, I, for me, there's just something, like, really interesting about Venus retrograde in Capricorn. Mercury retrograde is going to back into Capricorn. And then Mars is going to move into Capricorn. This area of life isn't necessarily somewhere that we're sitting on and just like remaining stagnant. Like there is some kind of forward motion in this area of our lives this week that wants to happen. It's not necessarily like starting over the complete new beginning, right? Like we're still in a retrograde period. But I think what the emperor is here for us, you know, this week, why is the emperor here? Um, There's something about, um, how do I put this? It was like, I had this feeling this week that it was like, it's time to almost like take ownership of the obstacles that we have in front of us instead of like procrastinating or finding excuses or just kind of like sinking into those narratives of like whatever like I can't do this or it's not the right time or whatnot um you know in a last the final week of a retrograde period I think it's a really great time to kind of take new ownership of what has been stirred up all of us here, you know, all 25 of us here, including me, um, have had something stirred up, have had like a moment of truth or a moment of realization. We all also have something that we're probably procrastinating or probably just like not finding the motivation to do right now. Like we all probably have something along those lines that's kind of, um, brewing and it's the perfect excuse right to be like oh mercury's in retrograde venus is in retrograde i'm just not going to take responsibility for that right now 
right? Like, I'm just not going to tackle that right now. There's something, though, that, like, makes me feel like this week could be a really good week to kind of address the situation and seeing it from a new light. Um, And um, Quinn, you said definitely Mars and Capricorn. I see that energy for sure. And Heather, you said, oh, my God, that excerpt I sent you last night was about the hermit and the emperor. Yes, yes. Um, And Savannah, you said, I pulled the emperor last night. That's beautiful. Um, Emmy, leadership and self-doubt themes have been coming up for me a lot lately. I feel the emperor. Um, And definitely, definitely. Like, it makes sense. Like, at first, like, you look at the emperor, you're like, no, it's it's not a good time to... It's not a good time to take ownership. It's not a good time to, like, um, you know, see my mastery and leadership abilities over my material world, right? Like, everything's in retrograde. Fuck no, I'm not taking ownership. But there's something this week when Mars moves into Capricorn, it's like, (laughs) you know what's coming to mind? (laughs) It's almost like um, I'm thinking about, like, a Zamboni like, going over, like, really, um, like, jacked up ice, you know, if, like, Venus and Mercury retrograde have been, like, skates kind of causing, like, marks and scratches in, like, all of this ice, and now we have kind of, like, an unstable surface, because it's all been kind of, like, scratched up, and almost like irritated in order to bring problems and obstacles to the surface. It's almost like Mars and Capricorn like comes over and like starts to like begin smoothing that out, right? And um Caitlin, you said I love that and I feel that my planner has been worn thin the last few weeks staying the staying in the to-do list definitely. Don't underestimate the power <laughs> of a to-do list this week i think with mars and capricorn um and annie you said emperor gives me a lot of boundary vibes too sounds aligned now here's the thing the emperor isn't just about like i mean sometimes it can be in a greater spiritual sense the emperor is about taking ownership of our lives right the emperor is about taking up our sacred space. The emperor is about kind of acting within a frequency of like, I deserve to be here, right? Like, I deserve to be here. I have things I need to get done in this lifetime. So I need to like get going, right? Like that's like the greater sense of the emperor. Um, But then a little bit more of like, not like a, I guess like a zoomed in emperor kind of vibe. This week, we're really just kind of taking ownership of the obstacle in front of us. Like, how powerful is that? If you have an obstacle or a challenge that you're avoiding and that you don't want to deal with um, and something that has caused you a lot of stress something that has caused you a lot of worry or something that you have doubted, can I really get through this? How powerful is it to really just say like this week, like even today, even right now, as you're listening to this witch church, like saying like that obstacle is mine, like grabbing Renesme, like that obstacle is, is mine. Like, That obstacle is now not necessarily my friend, but, like, I'm bringing that obstacle to my table now. And, like, I'm starting to take ownership of that obstacle. And I'm no longer, like, ignoring it or, like, seeing how it's going to play out or, like, (laughs) or, like, whatever. Like, it's like, no, like, that obstacle is sacred, That's something that the emperor sometimes teaches us too. Like the challenges that have maybe come into our our worlds in this past couple weeks with Venus and Mercury retrograde. 
What if it is kind of like a sacred obstacle? I'm not trying to discount any, um, you know, I'm not trying to love and light any like super serious issues here. Like, so if that doesn't resonate because, you know, there's something like a tragedy or, um, you know, something that feels, you know, like can't find the meaning within it. Like you can just kind of take this message with a grain of salt, but the sort of obstacles I'm talking about are the things that we kind of ignore on a surface level or the things that we procrastinate from day to day because that ignoring or that procrastination is rooted maybe in our own fear of failure or our own fear of our own inadequacies. That's sometimes what the emperor teaches us too. When we don't take ownership of the obstacle, sometimes it's because deep down we don't really believe that we are capable of overcoming it. You know, or we don't really believe that... um It's like we don't really believe that, yeah, we have the power over it. You know, we almost give the power over to the obstacle, right? Um, so, Jessica, you said you are describing exactly how I'm feeling. And Lauren, you said, I totally relate to the sacred obstacle idea. This retrograde cycle has lovingly directed me towards working on some of my relational patterns that I wasn't in a place to look at during any other time. Totally, totally. Um, and I, I love that. I, I love that kind of, um, that, you know, that perspective of uh, this obstacle isn't against me. What if this obstacle is for my spiritual growth, right? Like as scary as this obstacle may be, like what if it's part of what I'm manifesting? That's the thing too. Like if we are asking for... um a bigger manifestation to come into our lives. Uh, sometimes obstacles are put in our path because they're part of the manifestation. An example of this is, um, I'll speak vaguely, but I'm pretty sure you're here, so you know who you are. But um, I will say that um, one of my good friends, um, you know, over the pandemic was sort of uh, kind of, forced to leave a really sacred location and forced to move back to a location of kind of around their hometown. And this location is kind of triggering for them. Um, and recently it's been really revealed to them like why they had to come back to this hometown location and it's because there were a lot of unresolved baggage, like pieces of baggage from their childhood and their past traumas that actually wanted to be addressed and kind of healed in order for their other manifestations to come through. And that is just like, you know, just witnessing that in my friend's life has been like really a beautiful reflection for me too. Like it really has you know, changed my perspective on my situation as well. And, you know, I'm not very happy with my living situation, as you all know, because I've been complaining about it for two years. <laughs> but, um, but like, I, I mean, this year, we're on the cusp of, you know, taking ownership of the issue, right? But the obstacle that has been put in front of me with my living situation has really recently revealed itself to me as kind of like a gift or um, a sort of opportunity for healing so I can get to the ultimate manifestation, right? So it's interesting to think that sometimes our manifestations that we truly want in our lives come through mysteriously in the form of overcoming a conflict or getting through an obstacle. 
and that's really what I think the Emperor and Mars in Capricorn, why they're coming to us this week. It's like we're reevaluating all of the stuff that has been kind of like knocked up through the surface during this retrograde period. And we're taking all of those things that have been kind of cleared from under the rug and we're like looking at it. And we're like, all right, how is this actually part of the vision? How is this actually part of my higher truth or my higher path? How is overcoming this obstacle and taking ownership of this obstacle part of what my soul needs to be learning at this moment? Okay. So that I think is really how we kind of befriend our obstacles and start to like get through them. We will never, ever, ever like destroy the obstacle or like <laughs> slay the dragon or like whatever. Like we will never get rid of a certain like recurring issue by procrastinating it, stuffing it down, ignoring it or expecting it to kind of dissipate on its own you know like there, there's something powerful about saying no actually I'm not going to put you under the rug anymore like you're coming to with me and you're sitting on you're sitting right next to me at the table and now you're a part of my life in a way and I'm including you in my life instead of putting you under the rug okay so this is the power of this week's heavy Capricorn energy um, so the other, one other thing I wanted to say before I'm going to pull some cards for y'all. Um, but one thing I wanted to say too, is that Mars in Capricorn is actually represented in the tarot as the three of pentacles. So we could also see some three of pentacles energy coming through this week as well. What is three of pentacles energy? Again, Three of Pentacles energy is great for um, kind of taking ownership of our own obstacles and strategizing how we are going to walk through them. Um, the word that was coming to me with the Three of Pentacles was um, tenacity. Okay, what does tenacity mean? Um, tenacity is kind of about perseverance, I would say. Um, tenacity means that we have, we are discovering our, rediscovering our determination. So how can you approach this week with tenacity? How can you approach this week with perseverance? And how can we like revision this week to be about like determination over the obstacle? determination to move through the obstacle which is certainly more powerful than procrastinating the obstacle okay um so i'm kind of excited to see what we are all going to move through this week um and i would love to be of service to you in some way this morning my friends and i have the thoth tarot deck with me that I bought yesterday. <laughs> so we'll do a little uh, card pull here. So um, if you've never been here before to which church, what I do is I will kind of pull some cards or um, if you need a prayer or some good energy or some good vibes, you can comment that down below. So I just really want to be of service to you in any way that I can this week. Um, so yeah, take, take some time, comment, comment below. What can I help you with today? Um, and I will say my announcements are, um, I am still in the process of doing, I'm kind of wrapping up doing year ahead 2022 readings. I offer both tarot and astrology year ahead readings. So if you're still kind of wanting a year ahead reading for yourself, um, that can be booked under the book a session tab on my site. And um, I would love to brainstorm with you 
what this year ahead could kind of um, hold. So know that it's not quite too late to book those, but it will be, those will be, I'm going to be done booking those probably by Valentine's Day. So that's my one announcement. The other announcement, I'm really excited because uh, me and Mandy Ray from Ecstatic Astrology, you guys met her on the Jupiter in Pisces episode of Witch Church. Me and Mandy Ray are partnering um, with a um, year ahead 2022 weekend retreat. So it's an online retreat, February 5th and 6th. Um, and February 5th, we get together on Zoom and we talk about the astrology of the year ahead. And uh, then on February 6th, that's the Sunday, we kind of do a little meditation, a little ritual. We kind of set our intentions for the year ahead. So it's going to be a really great weekend. If you're feeling a little bit lost and you kind of feel like you need some group support <laughs> when it comes to like re-envisioning your year I feel like it's a really good um, workshop to attend so that is in the link in my bio you actually sign up on Mandy Ray's site but that link is all there um, in my bio so I would love for you to join us that weekend for our year ahead 2022 retreat um, it's going to be very I think I just hope it, I hope it's going to be inspiring and I hope it's going to help us kind of rediscover some hope and even some excitement for this year ahead. Okay. All right. So those are my announcements. Um, Katie, you said bravely going on a first date in a couple of hours. Would love some guidance. Also so glad you're back. Okay, Katie. So you got the hanged one. Okay. So. This is interesting, Katie, because I am getting that, um, you know, this certainly is not a bad omen for the first date, right? But the hanged one is kind of a card of uh, being in the process of doing a lot of self-realization and coming to sort of even a moment of, like, epiphany. Like, aha, like, this is this is my pattern or like, aha, like this is what I'm looking for or whatnot. So it might be that um, you're having compassion for yourself as you go through this period of self-discovery. I would say it's completely fine, dandy, awesome that you're putting yourself out there but also give yourself compassion because I feel like you're spiritually emotionally mentally going through a lot because the hanged one also kind of um, sometimes communicates like we're having a lot of realizations we're going through this very meditative spiritual moment so just be sure you're not distracting yourself uh, in the external world from like the greater internal calling that you may be feeling. Know that this is a more internal time than an external time. So kind of uh, listen to those moments where the universe might communicate to you like you're pushing something that isn't quite ready. Or like you're maybe um, maybe like prematurely showing up to a destination that you're still working towards. Okay, so pay attention to that. And if you come out of this date and it's a great time and a great experience and you learn something, that's awesome. That can be the hanged one. If you come out of this date saying, uh, I actually wasn't ready for that. That's also awesome, right? Like, it's almost like a win-win situation here when it comes to all that you have been realizing about yourself, okay? Lauren, you said, I would like an anchor card for this week. Absolutely. I like that question here. Okay, um, so Lauren, you got the Four of Cups, which is interesting because the Thoth deck calls this the card of luxury. Um, you know, I'm going to tap into this for a second. 
Okay. <laughs> okay, so, you know, sometimes the Four of Cups can be a story of how we are dissatisfied with our present moment. And I would actually think that maybe the challenge of this week is maybe finding joy in the mundane things in your life. Like even, I know it can be kind of hard, but even like finding joy in reconnecting with the tree that is right outside your door that you see every day or reconnecting with how good it feels to make yourself coffee and have like a meditative moment in the morning. Reconnect with like how good it feels to do your stretching routine first thing you get out of first thing you do when you get out of bed you know like whatever it is lauren however you can kind of like reconnect with the joy or pleasure of the present moment it's almost going to act as like a catalyst to you know get to your goals like faster and easier if that makes sense because sometimes when we hyper fixate on like what is wrong with our current environment or we're like hyper fixating on like oh god like if only this would change it creates this frequency of dissatisfaction that doesn't really help anything and it just kind of makes us more filled with suffering right so how can you create a lot of satisfaction and pleasure in this moment i think that's what the four of cups is communicating for this week um cat you said i would love a card of guidance messages for this week absolutely cat okay cat so ooh seven of cups and wheel of fortune all right <laughs> this for me oh gosh like there is something about um this week can you retap into your intuition and trust in the universe um sometimes when we are kind of cat uh, i know you mentioned like it's been a big like boundary setting kind of time for you which can be really emotionally exhausting but i'm thinking that um there's almost this sense of like tapping into that part of cat that is really intuitive and creative and that like childlike quality of you that really trusts in the universe and Kind of just letting the universe show you the next step, not fixating on what to do next, because the Seven of Cups can sometimes be like things aren't quite formed enough yet to make a informed decision. And the Wheel of Fortune is like my like Jesus take the wheel card. <laughs> it's a little bit like right now what you need to be doing is almost like matching your um your like imagination and your creative power and your intuition with what could be coming and almost getting excited about it because i think what those boundaries you've been working on what they're allowing you to do is kind of stepping into a more authentic way of being and a more authentic way of showing up as yourself okay so there's a lesson about trust this week it's a it's a trusting in the universe kind of thing so maybe pull out your tarot cards or do like a daily poll every day and just kind of try to reconnect with that part of you that is uh, infinitely partnered with the universe or infinitely partnered with your higher self okay um morgan i would love a card poll for guidance um in the following week okay so let's see here morgan okay morgan you got five of swords okay so um five of swords is about a lot of the times our relationship to the past um Sometimes the Five of Swords comes up when we are fixated on a past conflict 
or we are fixated on how a person has triggered us or we're fixated it's almost like our mind is on like a loop of even obsession or a loop of replaying the past okay now sometimes this happens especially during a venus retrograde moment okay so i think here morgan it's not to say that you know, if we're, if we're in like a, th- if we're having like thought loops of like, oh, I got in a fight with my partner, I got in a fight with my partner, I got in a fight with my partner, and like, it just keeps replaying, replaying, replaying in our heads. Um, you know, we can't just tell the mind, like, stop thinking about that. You know, it almost has like the opposite effect, and we just think about it more. I would say it's a week to check in with your emotions and in feeling through the feels okay as cheesy as that sounds feeling through the feels is almost the only way to actually release ourselves from the suffering of the five of swords because sometimes the reasons we are having like cyclical thoughts or we can't stop thinking about this or that it's because like there's an emotion that we're not completely feeling through, right? So even if that emotion is grief, or even if that emotion is sadness, or your your feelings being hurt, I think feeling through that is almost like the step to finding more peace and like a moment of relief from this kind of uh, past baggage that might be popping up, Morgan. Okay, so and also don't be afraid to ask for support, not from the person that you may be in conflict with, but asking for support from like a safe person that feels like, you know, yeah, just a person that makes you feel safe and a person that can reflect um, the truth of the situation back to you. Okay, Um, Natasha, you said. I would love a card and any good vibes and prayers you can spare. I've been having a lot of dreams cluing to danger coming my way. I had a concern with security raised to my landlord, but I still feel uneasy. Okay. Okay, Natasha. So I'm in full agreement that you are safe and protected in your space. Um, I'm in full agreement of any security measures that need to be taken by your landlord or by you. Those get done super quickly. And I'm just in full agreement that you continue to follow your gut and um, tap into um, your the safety of your environment and that no matter what you will follow your intuition in order to keep yourself safe and protected okay um so i'll pull a card for your week ahead natasha or i'll say any advice about this situation that feels like better what what kind of wants to come through Okay, Knight of Cups. Um, Also, I feel like the Knight of Cups, it might be a little bit of a relief because I think there's a part, there's an emotional aspect of this, Natasha. Um, It's not to say disregard your intuition, which is like telling you that something is off, but also be aware that in this situation, there's might be like an emotional aspect to it that's like, getting us carried away or um, make sure you're not carried away by your emotions or your imagination in this situation and make sure you are being rooted in like logic and rationality of what is actually here in the present moment okay especially with this picture of the knight of cups i feel like there's really this image of like the the horse like getting carried away by like the flow of our emotional energy 
Okay. So, Jeanette, you said I would love some good healing vibes for my house and family situation and a card about a good reflection point for this double retrograde this week. Jeanette, I am in full agreement of any... Uh, stagnant or negative energy leaving your space and I'm in full agreement that this week you will arrive back to a place of safety and security within your own self and also within your new living situation and oh I love this for you Jeanette because you got the the fool and you got the two of pentacles and this card is called change so i feel like this week could be a real turning point for you like like a breakdown breakthrough kind of moment where it's like what needs to change and the new beginning or like the new way of doing things has become so clear it's like we can no longer ignore it um and I also think a good way to kind of clear some of the negative energy that might be kind of sitting in your space is to almost have like some sort of celebration within yourself, like celebrate the space, bring in like laughter, good vibes, good music, um, and just bring in like the energy of celebration, I think could be needed for both you and your morale, but also going into this week when it comes to like yeah just clearing some of the energy from that past situation um and savannah said i love that deck i could use a card for this week trying not to burn myself out while doing necessary work okay ten of swords um so i think here savannah i think the the challenge of this week is mental overwhelm. Um, so I think the message here is to almost like be realistic with like every single day, like asking yourself, like, what is the one priority of today? I know there's 20 million things on my to-do list, but what really only has to be done today? And what can I really focus on today? And I think that will help you kind of tap into a sense of harmony and balance instead of mental overwhelm. Okay, so there's just something here about like being careful about like yeah just like envisioning just how much you have to do really tap into no like yes that stuff will get done but today here's what i need to do and this is going to be my focus and it's all going to be okay okay so that's the message for you savannah in full agreement that you will achieve everything you want to achieve with flying colors um jessica i'll see you later i look forward to our reiki appointment um and Allie, you said so glad we're back together thanks mal i'd love a card pulled for a job interview tomorrow in the plant industry okay cool guys i'm probably gonna pull like one more card after this and then i'm gonna skedaddle in the name of boundaries um, but if you didn't get your question answered, I will send you a prayer at the end of this too. Okay. Um, gosh, this has gone by so fast. Okay. Allie's job interview. Okay. Um, okay, Allie. So you got the eight of cups. I like this because I think the Eight of Cups isn't only about like walking away from what no longer serves, but it's also walking towards something that does serve. And I would say, Allie, like in the past like six months, like you have been in the frequency of the Eight of Cups. You've left so much behind, like physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. So I think this is like a beautiful moment of like maybe you are stumbling upon like not so much of what you are walking away from but it's almost like now we're stumbling upon like what you are walking forward into and i think this is like a really beautiful turning point um so keep that in mind that like yes you're 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 almost it's almost like 
we're done walking away from things and now we're like shifting the energy to walking forward into more aligned things okay um and Faye, you said um what spirit is saying so you said oh mal hit me up in honor if your new desk what is spirit saying about what this week needs from me okay so a death i um a card for phase week ahead here this is still like a fresh deck so it's like oh here we go okay cool so queen ooh i like this for you Faye. queen of dis or the queen of pentacles um I think it's an amazing week to kind of tap into your own embodiment and don't discount like the power of like grounding yourself, like eating a nourishing meal, doing a little bit of yoga, a little bit of stretching, taking like a, a little walk before you start to work towards your goals. Because even that five minutes of grounding before you do anything is going to make a big difference and just keep um being aware of maybe the moments where you become ungrounded this week like you start feeling a little bit floaty a little bit in your head a little bit like sometimes uh when we're ungrounded anxiety creeps in or just the feeling of overwhelm creeps in i think it's going to be like a game changer for you to almost make like grounding the mantra of the week and i think that could make a really big difference with everything that is um that is kind of happening this week so um and um i if i did not get to your question um i will um i will i'm sending you good vibes and i'm also going to be in full agreement that spirit will answer your question this week um in some way your um your your intention is going to come through in either a spiritual message or a sign or whatnot and know that i am in full agreement of all of you taking ownership of any obstacle you need to this week and i'm so happy that i'm back and i look forward to being back for the next couple weeks and by the time we meet again next week uh venus will be direct okay so this is really exciting and i'm so excited to see what everybody's last week of venus retrograde may hold okay so lots of love to you guys i appreciate you so much for showing up and i'll talk to you soon